Welcome to another episode of Man United Way podcast. In the last decade, if anyone would have told that Man United will have a league baron period of almost 7 years, we would have laughed at that joke. But honestly, we were safeguarded by Sir Alex and David Gill way too much. And as soon as they left, we are too exposed to a world which is difficult to live by the old rules and values. Now even though we see Ole is reviving the club DNA and bringing back the Man United way culture we do sense the Achilles heel is our transfer department and perhaps we can't and also should not ignore that anymore this is your host and joining me today Amin from Australia and Arslan Bhaskar from Kolkata how are you guys we are good we are okay Okay so we have discussed this before as well about the transfer department letting us down multiple times it has let us down with our previous managers but of course now with Ole the culture and the DNA coming back into the club we still have noticed this as a problem and with two transfer windows being in the summer transfer window and the winter transfer window even though we have signed very good players we are still not as efficient we want to be So I want to get the floor open for everyone and ask you what do you think is going to make a difference or what we need to do in order to make a difference like we have in the other departments so far I think last time when Mourinho was sacked itself and Ole was brought in that time Man United had given a clear cut news that Ole would be the caretaker manager who would be managing till the end of the season and the end of the season there would be a proper structured going forward wherein there would be a director of football appointed as well as a new manager appointed who would be taking the club in a particular direction cut to two months he had a good run of games and all those plans just somehow fell out of the window now the problem what i have with our current structure is there is basically no accountability or responsibility like all of us are in our businesses and everything so the basic things we learn like people in marketing or business or anything is giving either your employees or your managers accountability and responsibility so that if a particular job is given to a person like that person can be held accountable for either doing a good job or if he has messed up he should be held accountable and he should be responsible for it over here till now like so many years have passed till now we don't know who is actually going and buying the players and is responsible for the failed transfers like we did that episode on lvg and L- like lvg himself has come out and said that he wanted other players like thomas muller and stuff and uh, he was handed di maria and that was not his acquisition so if that is the case and you always keep getting these mixed reports that moes wanted some player he didn't get oze wanted some players sanchez and uh, thing wasn't his acquisitions so basically so many years have passed it's still like a passing the parcel kind of a situation where nobody exactly knows who is actually responsible for buying a particular player or what that particular process is and i think last week or last two last week and ed woodward had put out a news in the media or it was in one of the shareholder meetings that he would be now stepping away from recruitment process and he would be only taking care of the negotiations 
So all the recruitment and all, he wouldn't be a part of it. He would just step in and do the negotiations, which is very good, I think. But still, like that leaves even more ambiguity, if you ask me, because at least now we had like when things were going wrong, we knew, okay, Ed Woodward was the person. Now, Ed Woodward also with making that statement, like he's basically moving out of the situation. So now are we supposed to believe that Ole like he's the guy responsible for all the recruitments and acquisitions or the clear out like what is the situation nobody knows like it's a very ambiguous and unclear kind of a situation so are you looking for the structure that is within man united to be placed in front of the fans so that we know that who is accountable for the operation that goes behind the scene or are you looking for more efficiency out here rather than looking for someone to blame for I am looking for a proper structure. It is not only about blame. Tomorrow, if like the four signings which Ole has made, those four signings are doing very well. But who do you give the credit for those signings to Ole? Because Maguire was clearly supposed to sign the previous season and because of the fee issue, Jose didn't get him. David James was recommendation from Ryan Giggs. Right back, if you look at best right backs and best young right back, Juan Bissaka was the obvious choice. Those were the three signings and Manu was scouting Bruno for more than a season and a half. So, who do you actually credit for these acquisitions? Ole or somebody else? These are actually good signings, no doubt about that. But who do you give the credit for these signings? But I think we are diverting away from the topic out here. We, we are not looking to credit someone or we are not looking to blame someone. We are trying to make the transfer system within Man United much better. Like it has been, you so, know, pointed out so, before. So exactly, Tanmay, today if you are working on a particular project in your office and there is nobody responsible for the project, there are like seven or ten people working on the project, nobody is actually appointed as the leader and nobody is responsible for it. I don't so think tomorrow, that is... Tomorrow that... is some, no, so it's the same logic. So tomorrow if something goes wrong, like you will say that he didn't do his job properly, he didn't do his job properly, the blame is passed around and ultimately nobody is held accountable for it. It is the same thing with the football club also. Like going and acquiring a particular player is a project. There is scouting involved, there is like background work right. involved, there is a lot of work involved in that. And final bit right. is the negotiation part of it. And also, these are like mini projects for the club. But if during this entire project, there is nobody spearheading the thing, there is a scout who's scouting, there is a manager who's looking at the player, chief executive is responsible only for the negotiations, then who is actually overlooking the entire process? Like everybody is doing their bits, but who is actually overlooking the entire process? There's nobody. We definitely have structure in place, but we are talking about that structure not being efficient. So let's you know move on and try and understand what can fix that structure. So do you think that you have a solution in place or you have a suggestion in place to Absolutely. get this structure better? Absolutely. I think last time when they had announced that we were going to go and get a director of football, I don't see any reason whatsoever why that had to change. Right. So you are saying that a director of football, bringing in a director of football is going to make a difference out here. Okay. No, that's so, that's uh, interesting. So, so, no, yeah. But I, like, I'd like to just throw a question at you. Today, if you look at a football club, the most prized assets are their players, right? They account right. player transfers and player wages account for almost 80% of the club's expenses, right? 
Right. Now, if that is the case where 80% of your expenses is going to a particular category in the club, wouldn't you want like one experienced person who's been doing this day in, day out for years, heading that and who is responsible for that? It's as so you're trying to say that the employees or the people that are in place right now does not have or does not meet the merit of running such a big club. They might be experienced in somewhere else, but running football club in terms of the player management, the transfer management and integrating the scouting system, everything all together. We need someone who is very experienced, who has had a very you know, proven track record should come in and he should be responsible for integrating all this system into one. Is that what you're trying to say right now? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think it's very important to understand that we do need to have someone who we can hold accountable. But at the same time, it is also important to bring in someone who is good at this job. Because like Bhaskar said, that there are different people who have different departments and they're doing their bids in those departments. But we need to have an overseeing department or someone who is overseeing all these operations so that all of these things work in cohesion at all times. First of all, for a club as big as Manchester United, we need to have a certain vision. We need to have some goals for the club, like where do we see ourselves five years down the line? Like uh, what are our goals? For a club like Manchester United, that goal is to win trophies. Now, we are just not going to participate in these uh, tournaments every year. We have to also set a target by when we would like to you know, realistically win a title and then work towards that. We know this, that in modern day football, managers are changed just like that, right? So this job can no longer be done by managers at any big club anymore because we don't have like managers like Sir Alex or Arsene Wenger anywhere. Like even managers, very successful managers like Pep Guardiola can get sacked from the clubs that they are working at right now for one reason or the other. So the managers are no longer the right people to own that vision. Someone in the club has to be the one who is responsible for laying out the entire vision and then working towards it with all the departments that are there. Absolutely. I think what you're trying to say that this job has become such big right now that it's not just, you know, a manager's responsibility. This is more than a manager's responsibility right now. And rather than overloading a manager and asking him to look into multiple directions like what used to happen before, the game has evolved more. And now there should be a specialist who should be brought in and he should be efficiently running this system rather than just relying on the manager to bridge the gap out here. No, is that what you're trying to say? Not only that he's trying to say also is that today the role of a director of football is bringing in players who are going to play for three to five years minimum, right? Mm-hmm. So, Now, that can't be entrusted on the manager because tomorrow if Ole loses 10 games in a row, I'm sure he'll be sacked for the 11th game. So, you can't entrust that responsibility on the manager. That is the problem what we have had with LVG and Jose and who brought in a draft of players who didn't fit the Man United culture. At least, I think they were their signings because till date, they keep denying it and they're saying some of those weren't their signings, some of them were their signings. So, again, it's a blame game which keeps happening. But like they brought in a huge load of players, especially like when LVG got in players like Bastian Schweinsteiger and stuff, 
poor like way past their prime and not suited for the fast paced epl but he was at some 300 250 300000 uh, wages and stuff like that so that's where a director of football comes in for the long term vision because the manager as amin said very correctly in today's day like there is no guarantee that he'll be there so he might just lose eight or 10 games and put the club in such a bad situation or get knocked out like within first few weeks get knocked out of three four competitions and like he might just get sacked and sent new manager might come right. so then what do you do with those players which the manager bought in so it's more for a long term vision and approach continuity is what you mean so that so there is a understood way that this is how the game is going to be played at manchester united maybe the manager is trying to play something else in the middle and he gets sacked so the new manager when he comes in he exactly knows what these players are good at somebody who's been looking at them training even with the other manager that was there earlier so that continuity is there. otherwise there's a big break in the middle when the new manager comes in it takes him some time to understand each player there's nobody there to guide him because usually what happens is they come with their own backroom staff and if you Nobody's have a there. vision and a direction you would actually bring in a coach who fits that vision and direction as well like if you if you decide that we are going to play attacking football and we have been building on that then the next manager that you are going to assign would not be someone who has a very different style of play because that would significantly disrupt the squad that you have been building for the past few years so like yes these things do work in conjunction with each other when you have a vision you try to stick to it and all your other decisions are directed or influenced by the big vision that you have as opposed to the other way around wherein you don't have a vision you try to get something that is available right now you try to get something that fixes the immediate pressing matters immediately you try to focus on short term benefits as opposed to the long term benefits see one of the things that i see normally when big clubs have a director of football it's usually a player who's been you know a great player at his time because they have good influence on the young kids when you're signing them you look at leonardo has been there for psg for a while real madrid right. had zidane abidal was there for barcelona so these right. players have good influence also on them so they can talk to the young players and they can ask but them to I sign in i don't into- think abidal has been a good director of football anyway because i i completely agree with what bhaskar is saying and what amin is saying out here and definitely a director of football a person like director of football coming in and making the difference makes sense because we have a very live example in manchester city when when manchester city you know started emerging with the petrolers that's coming in they were buying almost everyone but they were still not winning i mean they had some initial success but it was not consistent and it started becoming consistent once they signed i think if i'm pronouncing it correctly tiki tiki bigger ristan yeah. yes he is from so, barcelona and he is from barcelona and we have seen that barcelona has gone into a decline in terms of the transfer strategy since he has left and he has joined city and city has been on the rise on the transfer strategy as part so yes that's a very good example that we have in place isn't it so that makes sense but we also have examples like real madrid who runs or maybe we can also say chelsea which runs without a director of football and runs just fine and i think i we should not be taking an example of chelsea but i think i'm very impressed with how real madrid is run and we would like to know how real madrid runs without a director of football and still manages to perform so well on the transfer market what do you think arslan 
so what happens is there is a whole group of scouts that are there and the decision is taken by the manager and Florentino Perez which he has been criticized for having too much influence on the team so that has his criticism also however end of the day you need to have one person who is going to be there at the club for a long period and who is going to be the one who is going to take the final call because there are a lot of things that goes in it's just not about the player attributes there is a negotiation part also which is very important when a third party selling club says no i will not sell for such a amount such less amount so somebody has to walk in and say no i will pay any amount or the asking amount that is there sometimes the managers will be like no i will take somebody else let it be but somebody has to be there who has to take the final call and when there is nobody taking a final call this is where the confusion happens like in case of Mourinho, he wanted Maguire, but nobody is willing to pay. So there was confusion about it. Eventually, you did sign him, but it was not at the time that you should have probably signed him. Bruno also, he came six months late, I believe. He should have been signed in the summer, but nobody was willing to take that step. Had there been one person who had the authority of taking that call, maybe it would have happened earlier than it did. Right, absolutely. I also, I think we can arguably say that Perez is the director of football at Real Madrid. I mean, he is not technically holding that position, but he decides if the vision is his own vision, let's be it like that. But still, I think he has that authority where he gets the blame if things do not go well regarding a certain transfer or a signing or something. And he, you know, is the one who single-handedly decides who we should go for and who we should not go for. So it is good to have that kind of authority. We do have that kind of authority at United, but that authority does not have a very good understanding of football. So that's something that we need to change in our club at the moment. It was similar with Chelsea, with Roman. Abramovich there. It was him who was taking the final calls, which players, how much was to be paid and the, right. their salaries and everything was to be taken right. back. Yeah, as in, and that's and similar, how, like you pointed out two clubs. And similarly in Tottenham also where Daniel Levy is like, Paul Mitchell had joined there, but then again, he fell out with Daniel Levy because he was only taking the main call and like dictating things. After which I think Daniel Levy himself like takes care of things. If you're talking about these people, I mean, and then if you talk about Ed Woodward, I think things would have been better if Ed Woodward had a solid understanding of football. Like he has been criticized a lot that a lot of his decisions are not based on the football side of things. I mean, they are sometimes based on the negotiation tactics and, and other things and sometimes purely on the business side of things. So the football takes backstage in the decision-making process, which actually reflects in our performances later on. Honestly, I don't even know if Edward Wood has been a football fan for a very long time. <laughs> How much has he been in, involved in football? You know, for somebody like Fernando Perez, he's been a Real Madrid fan all his life. Right. Abramovich, I'm right. sure before buying a football club, he had interest in football. Edward Wood, I'm not even sure if he was actually interested in football, let alone Manchester United as a club. No, ex-managers like Louis Vanal, who's come out and said that Manchester United is being headed by a person who doesn't know anything about football. like Bangor. Exactly, that's, that's big. That's very big. That's a very big accusation. So, uh, there have been a lot of criticism over the time that he does not have that understanding. So, having someone who has, you know, some expertise in how these things are run, how a strategy is developed and how to work upon it would be much better in the interests of the club. Right. So, now let me put this question in front of all of you that we want someone who would integrate all these departments together and bring in a structure out here. And... Most importantly, that person, when he comes in, he should be able to integrate very well with Ole 
and his team and with the boardroom as well. So do you have any names in your mind whom you want to suggest can come and you know start working with Man United very seamlessly? Yeah, I would say Ole, if he does go out as a manager, then he should be the first name which is there as a director of football. But I don't think he qualifies as a director of football in terms of the connections that is required for with the agents, etc. He's a good orator and maybe a good people manager. But as a director of football, why do you think he qualifies? And why do you want to take him out of the job that he is doing so well? And and I would I would just like to add that like you very rightly pointed out one he doesn't like director of football you need somebody who has connections with all the major club ceos and other directors of football like he can basically do business with them and the main thing is ole with his very limited exposure knows like hardly maybe 40 to 50 decent players of which the main one was Erling Haaland. And then like if he couldn't sign Erling Haaland, like he was his mentor and he couldn't sign Haaland, that doesn't give me much confidence as to him going and signing other players. I think it's a very unfair criticism that we are coming in out here and we are again deviating from the topic that we are discussing out here. What I want to know is bring in a name out here who is going to make a difference and who would be able to integrate all the departments together rather than let's not discuss who would not be let's discuss who would be a good person to come in and do this job right i so, think there were reports of edwin van der sar refusing to the job at manchester united because he somehow felt that he would not be given the amount of authority that he would require to do his job by edward wood and that is something he is already doing at ajax he is already yeah, in charge of the so he does know the job the ceo of he, ajax I think. Yeah, so he yeah. is he is taking care of the management side. So it he could but there's a difference, be, you know, be a, there's a difference in the size of AX and Man United as well, isn't it? Just but he is a bigger name, I would say. If he goes into any club and talks to any owner of the club, they would all know him. It's not like just a random person who walks up and they're like, Who are you? End of the day, the director of football should be a person who has connections in the football world who has like the major scouts and who is in direct contact with the major scouts and agents of football to do the deals. I think every agent involved in football at today's world would know Edwin Sa as in the Manchester United legends and Ole also. Everybody would know them. They're not in the game just like randomly just new guys coming up with somebody. Yes, some people have their family members and agents. Then again, like experience counts for something, right? Like for everything, Man United can't hire ex-players and tell them that, okay, fine, you learn it on the job. Like it can't be manager, backroom staff, coaching staff, now director of football. Everybody can't be ex-players and then everybody will come and learn on the job. A club with the size of Manu, at least they shouldn't do that. So, do we we have any names that we are thinking about? Yeah, so if it was up to me, I think the two best candidates would be, one would be Luis Campos, who was basically the main director of football in Monaco. I think from 2013 to 16, where basically he acquired players like Moutinho, James Rodriguez, Fabinho, Martial, Berbatov, Bernardo Silva, and host of other players. Now he is basically in Lille as the voting director. So he would be a very experienced candidate. But my number one candidate would be Ralph Ragnick who is basically the sporting director of Red Bull. Like he was of RB Leipzig. 
and from this last year he's become the sporting director of the entire red bulls group so that is leipzig as well as rb salzburg and you can see the kind of acquisitions they make and the kind of players that are coming out from both of the club so these would be my top two contenders ralf ragnick being the number one and secondly currently he is the sporting director in the red bulls group and in leipzig uh, ningelsmann is the manager so who knows maybe we get him as the director of football and in coming years ningelsmann takes over as a manager because he is okay. one of the up and coming next big things in football manager right so that's fine thanks baska for your suggestions what about yordi kreif you guys must be aware of him right he was an ex man united player he has been a footballer and now he acts as an agent come a coach and he has good connections and he has been into this club before so he knows the club very well he's aware of the demands he's aware of the structure he also has a good understanding with ole so i think we are looking at a good compatibility out there but i don't know if he is as big as louis campos or ralf ragnick but i think what we are looking at is a person who can come in and you know doing the job with ole so i think my suggestion out here would be yodi kreif yeah but i think he is managing a chinese league club right right now okay but i don't think it when manchester united comes calling any job would matter right so I, i don't see that's going to be a hindrance or any kind of a problem out there apart from the news that edward word has decided to step away from the footballing side of things do we have any concrete news coming in that we are interested in signing a director of football now i think it's in the agenda we don't know when it is going to work out but as rightly pointed out by all of you that we are expecting a lot out of the managerial staff or the coaching staff if they are being asked to act as the first team manager and also look after the transfer activities and also make sure that the people who are not completely aware or not well versed with footballing affairs does the negotiation or so because if like right now what is happening is that maybe always saying that i want bruno fernandes and we try and find out that okay he is available for 60 million and then edward wood tries to get the price down to 50 or so they try and negotiate which goes longer and then we actually stretch one transfer window to another to try and sign so that is not something that we are trying to achieve out here i think the director of football or somebody from sporting portugal after the bruno fernandes deal said also that united actually paid more for fernandes than what they were asking for in the summer transfer window right so what we are trying to achieve out here is we are trying to bring in our suggestion through this platform to the listeners to the fans in order to raise their voice for a disposition of director of football and we are trying to highlight what difference that could have made or that can make in future for this club and we might turn out to be a much efficient system than what we are at this point of time well with that i would like to wrap up today's discussion thank you so much for your suggestion feedback and comments and to our listeners 
I would like to seek your feedback. Who do you think could be a good director of football? Or do you actually think that we need a director of football regardless of what we have said out here? If you have any opinion, please reach out to us in our email manunitedway.podcast at gmail.com or you could look for us in different social media platforms. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Stay indoors.